0: Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Mo to Grow. I'm your host, Phil, and it is a Friday, so I cannot complain much. Now, I want to mention something real quick that this whole week has been, is, is been hard. Um, we've been working hard through this 100-degree weather, or this heat wave that went through Washington State. We're in Spokane, if you're wondering. So we mow, we mow on a weekly basis, everybody, and we mow around 60 properties, uh, plus or minus. But I wanted to discuss something today, and that is, you know, also how the week has been and what how we survived, and kind of give you an update of the whole week. So I just am um, going back home. We just finished up and we had some lunch. So my friend and I, and so, um, I'm headed back home right now and let's talk about the whole week, Monday through Friday and what I did, how I overcame this whole heat wave. So on Monday, uh, we, so how I do it is on Mondays, I usually leave it for like side jobs that it's not mowing related and then Tuesday through Friday is straight just lawn mowing, our clients. But Monday I leave for like bush trimming, you know, cleanups and, you know, equipment tune up and maintenance and, you know, car wash and truck and everything, uh, wash and truck my, <laughs> wash and clean my truck and trailer. But yeah, Monday we had our, I had a trimming job. It was just shrub trimming had to top some arborvita. And there were about 10 arborvitas and I started it right around 8 a.m. to kind of beat the heat in a way. But there was about 10 arborvita and all of them needed to be topped. When I got to the last three, there were a bunch of bees that came out of the middle shrub and that scared. (laughs) I got scared a little bit because I didn't want to get stung, you know. So I jumped back from my ladder you know, and, and I seen, like, looked back after I walked or ran to their patio. I looked back and there was, uh, man, I'd say like 20 to 30 bees just flying around in these shrubs. So, it was interesting because I had to figure out, well, do I come back? I don't really want to come back to this job site. Do I come back later or do I, you know, spray them? So, I tried to call the customer and they didn't have any spray they didn't actually answer their phone, but I didn't have any bee spray, which kind of made me realize that I probably should have a can of bee spray with me just in case, but, um, which I will buy this weekend, this 4th of July weekend. So yeah. And another thing is I did end up finishing the job. I had to go and grab my KM56. I threw a extension on there and I also grabbed the uh, extendable uh, head trimmer attachment to finish off the topping those head or uh, Arborvita. And so yeah, we got the job finished. I cleaned it all up, raked everything up, and I didn't go to the dump. I had a huge green bin with me in the trailer, and I run in closed trailers, so I had a huge green bin in the trailer, and... I threw it all in there because there wasn't much. There was no point in going to the dump. So, our dump charges a and the funny thing is last year it was a 5 it was like 550 for a minimum dump fee, green dump fee, and we yes, they charge a fee for dumping green, clean green. But it was 550 last year and they bumped it up all the way to like 880 something. And that's almost you know, over a $3 increase just to dump green. So I figured, well, if I would barely have any of these, you know, shrub trimmings in this garbage can, I'm just going to wait until I, you know, have the truck with the grass ready so I can just take it to the dump. And it'd be reasonable for me to pay for the dump fee. So anyways, uh, Monday was finished and then I tuned up my equipment. It was super hot in the garage. I just didn't even want to work. Um, I have a video on my YouTube channel under Phil's Lawn Care, F-I-L-L-S, Lawn Care, check it out, check me out on YouTube, and you can watch that video about me doing my equipment maintenance, it's literally everything, I, uh, every Saturday, it's like a weekly lawn care equipment maintenance day, and sometimes I choose Saturdays, sometimes I choose Mondays, because usually those days are free, but more than likely it's a Monday just because sometimes I like to spend my weekend excuse me my weekends with my wife and so that's what I did the rest of the Monday is I ended up pressure washing my equipment sharpening all the blades checking the oils blowing out the air filters checking the hydrostatic transmission oil and you know Inflating the tires making sure all the tires are good and cleaning the decks. So That's just basic maintenance, you know something you got to upkeep as well If you don't do this on a weekly basis, then your machines are gonna go You know to junk basically they're gonna start breaking down and you're gonna have problems. So Speaking of problems which we'll get to in a minute uh, Let me finish off the week and then we'll talk about some problems that I had this week in my lawn care business. Tuesday was super hot day as well. I actually have my friend Nate helping me. And, you know, we worked throughout the whole day. And we got it all done. No problems. I think I might have had one issue with a mower. It was my Time Master. And I want to make a separate podcast episode on it. Why you should and shouldn't buy a Time Master for commercial purposes. Because we service so we service in total about 60 lawns and I'd say around 25 to th- so about half maybe a little more of those properties we use the Toro turf master so it's not like it is a residential machine but it's not like we use it or it's not like we use it once a week right we use it 30 times in a week so it gets used a lot we got a lot of hours on it it gets used commercially so it, it gets it puts through or cuts a lot of grass we put a lot of stress on the motor we put a lot of stress on the spindles on the bearings you know they start to heat and i can't blame it like this and i said i'd finish off the what we did obviously we mowed wednesday thursday friday so there's really nothing to talk about other than heat wave we stayed cool we drank a lot of water we had those o2 cool towels that we soaked in cold cold water And we rinsed them out and put them around our necks, kind of looped around the chest as well. Those are amazing. If you guys are trying to stay cool, if you're mowing in 100-degree weather, check out O2 Cool. They're just chamois, really. It's what you use to, you know, wipe your car down after you wash it. But honestly, they're great. It's a great idea. So, I mean, they do dry out, you know, depending on how hot it is. But they usually dry out after, you know, an hour or two or a couple hours. Then you got to re-soak it, rehydrate it. And you can put it around your neck again, but you know we wear sun hats, we wear uh, glasses, sunblock if we need it. I don't, I don't burn so. And we recently switched to, we had long sleeves before, but we quickly switched to shirts for our lawn care apparel. We have shirts now, just with Phil's lawn care logo on the front and back, and we I started to or I switched over to, so I had Carhartt pants, right? And I switched over to shorts and I got these really super lightweight shorts from Cabela's. It's just a local store of here. It's like almost like a sporting store, but we, sw- I switched over to shorts and it was like the best thing ever because I mainly do the mowing. And then sometimes when Nate helps me, he does the trimming and mowing as well. So I, I trim, I still trim and mow. And um, when you trim or edge, you get a lot of rocks or debris that gets, you know, that damages your shins, you know, but you get so used to it over time. You just like, it's like second nature when rocks are, it's not comfortable. I'm not saying I like it, but it's almost like it's less painful because you've just been trimming all this time, you know, for a week straight with shorts on and your shins already messed up from all the you know rocks and debris that's smacking against your shin so you know it doesn't you get used to it and overall i love wearing shorts over pants i mean the you know they're breathable they're lightweight they're not as heavy and it's just it's great you know for this heat i would definitely would not wear shorts all year round you know we have winter time cold obviously don't want to wear shorts or, yeah, don't want to wear shorts, you want to wear pants. So, but, um, yeah, so we we incorporated shorts, shirts, and sun hats and glasses or sunglasses or safety glasses, whichever you want to wear. It don't matter. I wear sunglasses that are UV protectant. And then, yeah, we, uh, so that's how we kind of survived during this hot heat wave, heat warning type of deal throughout this week, and now here's Friday, and we're finishing off, we're done, and, you know, I'm, I'm ready for the weekend, I might go out to the lake and just relax, I'm not too sure, but I'm more than likely going to tune up my equipment Monday, because I kind of want to rely. we'll see how tomorrow goes, but depends on what I'm doing, but anyways... Today we ran into an issue with the Toro timemaster Master. Now, I have a love-hate relationship with the Toro timemasters Masters. For the first couple years of owning a Toro timemaster Master, now, bear in mind, I bought, it, I bought it new. Or, I'm sorry, I bought it used. But it was like new used. The guy said he used it, you know, a handful of times, maybe 10 times. And he said it wasn't right for him. He's going battery-operated. And you know the whole story there. But he sold it to me for $750. And, you know, it's still a good deal to this day. They go around $1,200 new. So I bought it and I went from a 21-inch push mower to a 30-inch push mower. This was my first year in business. And that was an amazing upgrade. I mean, nine extra inches when mowing is is it makes a difference right and i love the toro timus i thought it was the best thing in the world best invention 30 inch mower and it wouldn't break down on me there was no problems no issues at all i did i remember the first year i lost a governor spring which was my fault i think i might have hit a branch or something or tried to run over or uh, accidentally ran over a branch that was sticking out, and somehow it got caught in the carburetor near the carburetor port, and by all the governor linkages, and then the spring just flew out. Oops! Get a call. All right. So, and then this after that, I ordered a spring, and it was fine. Right. So year two is when I started to see um, some problems occur with the mower. The first problem I noticed was um the wheels started to wear out the back wheels and because we mow so much we don't use it residentially we use it commercially you know parts start to wear on it the blades start to wear you know you have to replace the blades and then the adapters break Uh, so this was all second year that we've noticed what was actually starting to go wrong and what kind of flaws the time master had uh the electrical we have electrical start or electric start on our on ours and it never works. I mean, the battery you always have to charge the battery. I don't think I even have a charger, but you always have to charge the battery every night, which gets annoying. And sometimes even if you charge the battery, it still won't you know, crank over with the electric start, so I just kind of Gave up on the electric star. We still have a pull recoil on the top of the uh, flywheel. So, you know, obviously with Toro Time Esters, you probably that's, you know, that's how everybody usually starts them. But yeah, electric star is no good. And then, uh, what else? Yeah, the, the the spindles gave up on me a few times not just one time a few times they blew and how they blow is or not the spindles sorry the pulleys i'm talking about the pulleys what they do is they collect a bunch of dirt and if you don't have those dust caps the dirt fills in inside around the pulley bearings bearings get too hot they start to corrode and they break and eventually the pulleys are just like they just shot and the bearings fly out everywhere during your mow, and it's just a disaster. The belt comes off, and yeah, happened to me a few times already throughout these three years of owning this machine, and that's no fun. But it's, fun. it's great when the shop has all the parts that you need, the pulley replacements, and I really want to change out the pulleys right now on my Toro Time Master to the commercial ones, the ones that the Turf Masters have. but problem is literally this third year of owning this Toro Time Master I'm not even lying to you there's a problem every single week something happens to it so let's break it down this year Toro Time Master broke down on me and I figured out that it was a spindle, something was jacked up with the spindle um, Not not just a not the sprocket, not the... Well, actually, the sprocket was damaged, too. Sprocket, spindle shaft, and the spindle assembly were damaged. That was the first problem. And that was a costly repair. I think I paid around $100 maybe for everything. Maybe I bought some other things, but right around $100. And I'm not sure how that happened. I think just dirt over time built up around that area that I maybe have forgotten to blow off. It's uh, It's hard to see when everything's so compressed together but i guess just dirt got built up and to the point of where it ate up the you know bearing housing or whatever and the bearings gave way or got too hot or whatever i'm not sure but it damaged the spindle shaft it damaged the sprocket so a lot of parts had to be replaced and maybe a belt or something and i had drive belt snap on me the drive belts i'm not sure why why they give up all the time but They're at least like a once every two month replacement. drive belts. And let's see what else. Oh, the handle broke. The left side of the handle assembly snapped in half. I don't know how. It just snapped in half. Maybe it was because, you know, over time, I could put a lot of pressure on the handle system, folding it back and forth, using it on bumpy lawns, who knows. Maybe there was a hairline crack that started and I never noticed it, and then over time it just grew, grew, and then snapped in half. Who knows? But, I got it welded up. I didn't have to replace the handle. We got it welded, painted, and now it's good now. Thirdly, this was my fault. This wasn't the machine's fault. I ran over a front wheel actually more than once. It was my fault. When I take the time master out of my trailer i park it kind of next to the trailer and sometimes i leave it in front of the ramp on it you know just we're in a rush and running hot and you don't notice this but you know you accidentally put the time master right right after you run it down the ramp of the trailer and you take your zero turn out and think you can make the turn go right around it and i thought that a couple times and nope you just flatten out the wheel and just I mean, it's plastic, so it snaps or bends or breaks, whatever. And you flatten out the wheel, and then you can't use the machine because, you know, you you can't use it on three wheels. So, that's happened to me this year, again. And again, my fault. No, n- Nothing against Toro or Time Masters, but... And, uh, let's see what else has happened to it. Um... Oh, I've hit a few rocks again. My fault, but I had to replace some blades. I never had to replace the carburetor. I feel like we run ethanol-free fuel, and that you know gives us an advantage on our fuel systems. We don't run into much fuel-related issues here, especially for the guys that run ethanol-free, because we have access to that kind of fuel. So we don't worry about you know like debris or gummed-up stuff in our carburetors and fuel systems. Uh let's see what else oh and uh just recently I, there's probably a few more things that happened to the time Esther, but just recently today actually the recoil started to make this clinging noise it was like king 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 every time you know i'd pull the rope to start it and let go of the rope it would go back and it would make that noise it almost seemed like the paws. if you guys don't the the uh, catch balls were opening up slowly and hitting on the cup on the flywheel cup recoil cup so that's what i feel like you know what's going on is making that clinging noise but it shouldn't happen well anyways i yesterday i had an issue with the recoil and the rope got caught somehow in the recoil rewind underneath the spring so i had to take the this was in the middle of my route, so I was not having a good day yesterday. I take the recoil off and I, on the job site, and I somehow rewind it back up to where the rope snaps back into place, everything's working. And I put the recoil back on and I start it slowly and making sure that the, you know, I'm not yanking the cord up or down, making sure I'm yanking it directly out away from the recoil and it works fine but today oh no and I and I thought to myself I'm like well maybe it's the rope that's kind of fraying and hardened and it was it's an original rope I've never replaced the pull rope so I take the rope out and it's hard as a rock I mean there's hardly any bend to it or uh, yeah there's no like play in it it's kind of hardened So I'm like, okay, well, I'm probably just going to replace the rope and call it good. So I replaced the rope, no issues, lube up the spring, you know, do the maintenance on the recoil, hasn't been done in a long time, and tighten up the rope assembly, uh, the recoil assembly, and put it back together, test it that night, yesterday night, and it worked great. Come today, I mow the first couple lawns with the mower and it works fine. And then, like, the third or fourth lawn, I go to pull the rope. And, of course, the recoil does not retract back. The starter rope is out all the way, and it doesn't want to re- extract back. But the mower started. So I finished up the job, and thankfully, we were literally five minutes from home. We're doing our neighborhood around our my house. So I quickly... And Nate started laughing because he knows that I have problems with this machine. Every week, I'm telling you, every week there's something wrong with the Time Master. It's like a tradition now that once I fix it, something else is going to go wrong with it. And that's the reality. So I want to fix it completely to my standards and sell it. Because I'm just tired of chasing these problems and fixing them. So I just want to sell it already. I'm not sure how I'm going to sell it for or five or six hundred bucks, I don't care. I just want to get rid of it and buy a new Time Master. But, anyways, we went home. We swapped out the Turf Master for the Turf Master. Now, some guys might ask me, well, why do you use the Turf Master instead of the Time Master? Why don't you, since you mow commercially, just use the Turf Master? Well, we run a 6x12 enclosed trailer and sometimes it's hard to place our zero turn and the turf master both uh in in the trailer and we're limited to the space especially on like the outsides because it's an enclosed there's walls so we're only limited literally to six by twelve feet and so placing both of these machines can be a struggle without you know damaging something or you know the the way you place the machines has to be so so specific. It can only go in a few ways. So and it limits our space because then we have to turn the zero turn around, we have to park it backwards, and the bagging system sticks out in the front of the trailer, and then we can't reach for our trimmers, so it becomes a little complicated. But anyways, we got the turfmaster and you know, again, I seldom use it when I need to. When I, when the Time Master breaks, I use it. So we, uh, we finished up the lawns, obviously, today with the TURF Master. And now I have to go and fix the recoil again this Saturday or Monday, whichever day I choose. So, again, real love-hate relationship with the TORO Time Master. They are great when they're new. And I've seen a lot of guys on YouTube claiming, oh, they last after six years they're they're amazing well think of who you're watching and who's reviewing it because the review I watched of this guy's raving of how uh, his Toro time master lasted like five years and it's still running good no issues ever just basic maintenance well I quickly figured out that he was just a residential guy he's not using it commercially and obviously if you're using it commercially, it's not going to last that long. And I I raise my hand to say that that is true. So, but would I buy it again? Yes. Uh, what would I do differently? Maybe take baby it around. I don't know. Um, but for now, I might just start using my Turf Master more. One other thing is I love the time Master because you can fold the handles, and a lot of guys do. You can fold the handles and... Uh, store it in the trailer a lot easier which with the Time or with the turf master you cannot and you know it just becomes it, it's so lightweight as well the time master it feels like once you run a 30 inch mower and you grab a 21 inch mower the 21 inch mower feel will feel like paperweight So that goes in the same way as if you're running a turf master 30 inch, all day and you grab the tie master 30 inch the tie master will feel like paperweight the a push mower after running the turf master will feel like you can just start lifting it and and deadlifting, you know and like throwing it around like you're some kind of you know strong man but don't do that <laughs> but i'm just saying like it'll it'll feel i don't know what's lighter than paperweight but uh but anyways my point is the tie master is super lightweight and that's why I like it as well, because you can turn easier, you know, and, and it just makes life a little bit... Uh, mowing, not life. It makes mowing a little bit easier, so... But, you know, I can't complain. I have a backup mower. That's why I bought the Turfmaster. As for a backup. Whenever the Time Master breaks down, whenever, you know, I'm ready to make that switch, I'll make it. You know, I have it. Turfmaster did amazing today. It mulches up great. And, yeah, that's one more thing I wanted to talk about today is just quick up another quick update is we started to mulch this week because of the hundred degree weather that I was talking about. Now and again I didn't get approval from my clients but um, I just mulched because the grass didn't grow that much in this hundred degree weather. So here we deal with we don't deal with like Bermuda or anything. We deal with Kentucky blue and rye mainly. So stuff doesn't grow that fast. I mean, if you water it and fertilize it, then sure. But most, like 80% of the lawns that we mowed were mulchable and one pass. The The rest of the 20%, you know, we had a double cut sometimes and then do some uh, uh, blowing of the clippings just to kind of hide them a bit. We don't want them left up on, the, on top of the grass sitting up top because we like the aesthetic look of bagged. And that's what we have been doing is bagging this whole season. But I kind of want to switch to or slowly switch over to mulching and one reason I also want to switch over to mulching which I'll have another podcast episode on is because first of all we don't have to go to the dump anymore we save money by not going to the dump we save money we save gas by not driving to the dump and we save time obviously by not you know going there and wasting our time we also, you know, save time by not bagging, having to empty the bags all the time. So it's a win-win for us as far as switching to from bagging to mulching. So aesthetic look, we still keep it nice and clean, tight. Edges are sharp, um, you know, 90 degree and all that. Edges are nice and crispy. So we still give our good, you know, quality uh, lawn care services that haven't changed other than the fact that we're um, we're mulching instead of bagging. So... If a customer asks is still bag, we'll still bag, you know, but all of the customers haven't, you know, said anything. And my phone hasn't rang uh, with someone, you know, complaining that we mulched. It's actually, I think it's good that we mulched, you know. I, I don't know if this is true or not, but I feel like, you know, mulch will, uh, will hide, you know, the amount of sunlight that hits the soil. will thus, then, you know, giving the soil the ability to retain its moisture. If I'm wrong, call me out on it. But for some reason that just makes sense in my head. And when I told customers that they're like, Oh yeah, that makes sense. So I hopefully I'm not the only one, but hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode. I know I've been talking for about half an hour. That's where we'll probably end it here on this episode. This is just weekly update. Number one, end of the week update, just letting you guys know what we're doing and how things are at, what kind of problems we ran into. But, uh, hope you guys enjoyed. If you have any questions, feel free to email us philslawn at gmail.com or leave a comment on one of our YouTube videos in regards to the podcast episodes. We'll highly appreciate it and uh, try to answer your, your questions in a timely manner. Take care. God bless you and have a wonderful day.